How's it going, people? It's Dave Shingler here, bringing you the latest episode of Shingler's List podcast. Now, on Monday, the 1st of June, episode 124 was uploaded to our podcast feed, and uh, it sat there for almost 48 hours. Um, And when we'd finished recording the show on Sunday night, um, I didn't have a very good feeling about it at all. Um, and I let that feeling sit for a couple of days, um, just to make sure that it wasn't me, and you know, I, it wasn't just me feeling bad within myself, and that it was actually um, related to the recording of the show and some of the comments that were made. Um, now, anybody that listens to this uh, podcast, hopefully, will know by now that this show is not a place of censorship it's one of the things that you know i don't i don't believe in not listening to the other side of the story Uh, one of the things i absolutely hate when it comes to talking politics is when somebody that has an opposing view to you um gets shut down and shouted at and unliked and blocked as it is on social media um you find yourself in in a bubble of people that think and talk and act the same way as you and you never get to hear the other side of the story and you know if we go back to the uh, the general election uh, late last year there were so many people that couldn't believe that jeremy corbyn didn't win the election that the Labour Party didn't come out with a majority in, in that election because, and you know, and I'll quote everybody that I know voted Labour. Well, that's generally because everybody that you know and socialise and, and speak to on social media are all Labour supporters because you dismiss the the other side and you dismiss the opposition. And when somebody comes at you with an opposing point of view. There's so many people that aren't ready to listen. And I'm not saying that's just, you know, the left. It's the right as well. And and I've always found that the the, the show, Shingles' podcast, we hopefully help to bridge that gap because we all have opposing views and we sit and we discuss and we debate and we thrash them out and and i think social media is a place of extreme left and extreme right where a lot of us are just sat in the middle um and you know some of us are it's the chris rock sketch you know i'm liberal about some things and i'm and i'm conservative about others um and yeah, a lot of us do sit in the middle, but I think it's very important to listen to every side of the story and in, in debate and talk. And hopefully that comes across in the show. I don't believe in censorship at all. However, I was left with a very bad taste in my mouth and a very bad feeling in my stomach after the recording of the latest episode and some of the comments that were made and some of the things that were said. Um, so I took it upon myself to take that episode down um, because I feel that it it doesn't represent what this show is about. Um, and some of the comments that were made um, were opinions that were forced as facts. And upon fact-checking them myself, uh, it turned out to be untrue statements. Um, and it is for that reason that I've taken it down. 
Um, however, I feel the first part of the show was really good. You know, the first 40 minutes or so was, was, was fun and interesting. Uh, so I don't want to lose the episode altogether. And that's the point of this introduction. I'm just explaining to you what happened and why the show has gone and why it's been re-edited and re-uploaded. So when you get to the end of the episode today, it will just fade out in the middle of a conversation. And we will not... Um, I, I will not be broadcasting the last part of the show um as uh, i believe it contains false information and that is not what this show is all about so you know uh, like i say the first part of the show i thought was really good um so as you listen to the episode it will just fade out at the end uh, it's not a glitch in the matrix that is what will happen uh, so i hope you enjoy this version of the show and i hope you continue to listen to shingles this podcast uh, cheers dudes uh, enjoy the show Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and I'm joined, as always, by my bros in the cave, Cleon Bewley, and TJ Harlot. I float like paper, I get highlight planes, if you catch me on the border, I've got visas in my name. I'm covered in cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and that's two things. I reckon Donald Trump's quite passionate about. Have you got a visa in your name? And have you got cheese? I've got visas. <laughs> I've got visas in my name. And I don't have got... cheese on me, but I do have cheese in the fridge. Uh, Wensleydale, I believe. I've um, I've just had some cheap cheese. It's, you know, horrible cheese. Plastic cheese. Burger cheese. Oh, yeah. cheese I had, I had I had burgers. Uh, we've had, like, um, we've had barbecue not barbecue for tea tonight so we didn't do it on a barbecue we did it all indoors but it was you know hot dogs and burgers and snacky snacks yeah. you know pecky foods yeah. um onion rings yeah all the, all the all the pecky foods man wedgies wedgies chips red lights yeah oh let's run through them let's run through them wedgies um no no not tonight onion rings yeah we onion rings they're mushroom fried thingies. No, no, mushrooms. no. We 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 were quite limited on the um, on the fried stuff. So we just had we had some chip, crinkle chips, and crinkle uh, chips. and some onion rings, and then we had loads of um, loads of salad were stuffs. The, were the curly fries? No, 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 no. Just crinkled. Yeah, just, just crinkled. crinkled. Just okay. crinkled. Corn on the cob. There was no corn on the cob. There was no corn on the cob, but there was a massive jar of pickled onions. <laughs> so I was happy. Oh. You know? <laughs> Do you know something, Dave? On that subject, I actually went into the cupboard, and at the back of the cupboard, there was a jar of pickled onions, and it was like Christmas Day to me. Oh, just kind of like, yeah. Just open the fucking you were there. jar. You don't even need a fork. Get your hands in. <laughs> just get in there. Just stick it. It's like I've Bobby for the last two days in my house. Oh, mate, I get it like it at the end where you've had the first lot off the top and it's like bobbing for apples and you get cramping <laughs> your fingers. Like, yeah. And you end up with that claw the, three the finger. The four goes in and I just eat it like a hand fruit. Oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> mate. It's beautiful. It's a test of manhood as well, I believe. A test of manhood? A test of manhood for your reaction. Oh, okay. Very spicy pickled onion. Oh, right, right. Okay, I get you. I get you. Because sometimes you get them big ass pickled onions that are like, shit. Yeah. What the? 
fuck's all this, mate? But you have to, when you, you bite, keep, down yeah, you bite it, you, you keep go going. Like, uh, when you pull a uh, face like, like that, that. vinegary apple. <laughs> oh, beautiful, mate. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, so, um, before we continue, um, I, I have a public service announcement. Um, just wish to, uh, <laughs> I wish to uh, just let the uh, the listeners, the regular listeners of Shingles List know that, yes, I cannot count. And uh, everything, yeah, everything I said about uh, Jeff Bezos uh, being able to solve world hunger last week was lies um i completely and utterly confused myself and you know what when the show ended i sat there and thought about it and argued with myself for about 24 hours on whether i was right or not because i just couldn't One. get it i oh, couldn't oh, get it right oh, in my oh, head at oh. all but it turns out if he was a trillionaire he would have enough money to give everybody 120 quid so i'd be happy it's fine i'd be fine i'd be fine with 120 quid don't worry about that it's cool it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, that is quite the margin of error there, Dave. You don't even... I realised it was that Yeah, yeah, 120 was quid. Bad, 120 you, quid. You were looking at each other during that moment going... And, really? um, 120 quid, and uh, and he would have no money left. So, you know, not everybody would be happy. But then again, I suppose he'd have 120 quid as well. So we'd all be on a level playing field, and it's... Uh, you know, we <laughs> some of us communism Dave. Some of us would appreciate that hundred and twenty quid more than others. Um but you know, that's uh so my uh, my apologies to uh, any mathematicians that listen to the show that you had to um put up with that ten minutes of dumb fuckery at the end of last so, week. <laughs> so how many people did anybody come up to you and tell you that that maths was completely dim? Of course me and TJ didn't have the heart. No We I, discussed it. I but um, we didn't have the heart for I, it. I legit like I was in my head, I was going over and over it, going, no, that, is, that cannot be right. And then I'm going, no, that's right. That's totally right. And I was having an argument with myself when you know you're wrong, but you also know you're right. And I couldn't, for the life of me, I confused myself that much. I could not work it out at all. And then I was just like, nah, fuck it, man, it'd be all right. And, uh, and then TJ sent that picture, didn't he? And I'm looking at it going, what the fuck has he sent this for? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and even then, it took about ten minutes for me to go. Nah, now nah, this is this ain't a right. But it, no, that doesn't make sense. No, it makes total sense. Right, calculators out, shoes and socks off, counting on my toes. Hundred and twenty quid each, boys. I mean, I'll take hundred and twenty oh, quid go. right now. <laughs> to be fair though, Dave, on that very same show, I was I was um, moving between. 26,000 and 36,000 when describing how people have died in the UK, despite the fact I was very clearly looking at a piece of paper with the number of 36,000 written on it. <laughs> so I just discounted 10,000 dead. And let's not forget Cleon Bewley's amazing figures of Scotland's coronavirus death toll of 14,500 people. Yeah, the, so yeah, it was, we, we've all been wrong. It wasn't a, it wasn't a numbers week last week, was it? We um, if this was countdown, we've no. just done shit on the numbers round. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've done shit. We're good at letters. We can sp- letters. we can spell COVID nineteen, but um, we can't count. No, we can spell COVID. You can't count. It's bad nineteen. Oh, speaking of numbers, boys. Mean, oh, go on. What it does mean though is all three of us are more than qualified. To be Home Secretary. <laughs> <or otherwise. laughs> 20. Oh, um, speaking of numbers, uh, 1,936 new confirmed cases on Saturday. Um, the UK deaths have risen by oh. 113. So, um, so what are we on now? 
Uh, 38,000 something. 38,500 roughly. No, per day. Per day. Oh, well, they've risen by 113, so it's like plateauing a bit, isn't it? I've, I've, what I've were seen they at then? What were they at before, though, if it's risen by 113? What was yes? Were they on, like... Uh, <laughs> all right, let me Google that. No, he means all figure is written, risen by 113 more people dead. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Got you. Got you. But, on, but, on, but, on this, but in the same breath, ask me if I care anymore. Do you know I, what? I, I mean... Go on. Do you care anymore? I'll let you answer that. No. No. I just want my air footy. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Obviously, I care that people are dying because you know I don't want anybody to die at all. Um, but literally, I'm, I'm over it. This week, this week itself, I'm. I'm 100% fucking over it. I want to go back to work. I want to go back to work. I want life to be back to normal i want to be able to go to the hairdressers you know what i mean i'm pretty certain there's people sitting out there that may listen to this thinking you know i want my grandparents back and i feel bad about that but you know i just want shit to get back to normal like i'm done with it i'm completely and fucking utterly fed up with it um i've got a confession go on yesterday i went back but you're you're allowed to do that now (laughs) You can do that. Can we? Yeah. You can travel as far oh, as mate, you want. It was brilliant. It was Blackpool without the pubs being open. As long as you're socially distanced, it's acceptable anyway. <laughs> no one was no one was socially distanced. You know where, You've seen me pictures. You know the, where the beaches else? were absolutely rampacked. Do you know where else where nobody's socially distancing? B and M. They they've give up. B and M mate, they've give up. They've given up completely. Yeah, they have. They're not counting people going in the shop anymore. Um, I don't think they are. Anyway, it was fucking rammed when I went in the other day. Um, which, for somebody that I've literally in one breath, I've just said, I want everything to get back to normal. I did have a mini panic attack while I was in there. <laughs> like, stay the fuck out of my bubble, everybody. Um, but, yeah, I just want it. You know, I've, I've never thought I would fucking, like, say it. I just want to go back to work. I want things just to be normal again. I've taken to having random days out. That's been basically my way of getting a bit of a, a bit of a plethora. I've got a few things that I have to say about uh, Blackpool. Yesterday, oh, go a on. few interesting things. A few interesting things happened to young Cleon. So anyway, you know the windmill that you drive past going into Blackpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're driving into Blackpool, there's a windmill on your left. And every time I've been driving into Blackpool when I've been with my parents, I've always wanted to have my picture taken next to this bloody windmill. So, of course, I'm with young Dan, and I've said, Oi, pull over, we'll have a picture taken next to the windmill. <laughs> so, we've got around the housing estate, back to the windmill. As we've got out of the car, got close to the windmill, two police helicopters are out, and seven police officers. To which young Daniel absolutely shit herself. <laughs> As you would, because I thought, Jesus Christ, we're in Blackpool, lockdown. You know, have we breached something? And Jesus Christ, this is a bit far. Um, Apparently, according to the officers, it was a young man that had escaped from something called the Harbour Hospital across the road. Have I seen anybody with no shirt on just wearing trousers? Uh, To which our answer is no. And would we like the police to take our picture in front of the windmill to which we said yes <laughs> and, then we le- 
and then we left. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen anybody? Have you seen anybody in Blackpool with the shirt off, just wearing trousers? Hundreds of them on the beach, officer. Hundreds of yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> there's, 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 there's quite a lot of people on the beach wearing no shirt. Also, we were on the beach, and a guy from Hong Kong who looked just like Jackie. I have to say, he was wearing a black long sleeve top. He was wearing a black pair of trousers, a black pair of trainers, and a black face mask. And you could tell he looked like uh, Jackie Chan. And he was driving towards us from about 500 yards. He had a radio on the back of his bike, on the back of his mountain bike, that was playing the Hotel California at full volume. And as he's driving, he's zigzagging towards me and Dan. And this took about five minutes because of the distance he <laughs> was from me and Dan. <laughs> to which, when he finally got up to us, he said, would you mind taking my picture? But in that time, I'd got the selfie stick in my hand because I thought we were going to have some serious Hong Kong foolery and Blackpool Pleasure Beach right about there. And then right foolery. The... I was a little... <laughs> He's driving towards me on this mountain bike and welcome to the Hotel California. And I've had a couple of beers by now, Dave. And he's just <laughs> driving he's just driving towards me and I'm thinking and I said to Dan, I said, Is he just driving dead towards us? He said he bloody is, ah. And by the time he got to us, he just said, Oh, excuse me, can you take a picture? And I saw he was from Hong Kong and I just saw all that area. Ish, and I just thought I just said, Dan, you can go take that picture because I'm not going up Is that to another you. Famous Cleon racism. <laughs> He's from that area. <laughs> Mate, he, looked, he was. I am not joking. No word of a lie. He was Jackie Chan's. He was Jackie Chan's doppelganger. I am deadly serious. I wonder if he was Jackie deadly Chan. Serious. I wonder if he loves a bit of fucking Blackpool. I, I looked at. I looked at him, and I was like, <laughs> Dan, that's. That's Jackie Chan. We're going to get his ass kicked. We're going to get his backside so kicked why, here. He's, he's just come towards us. Why was it you and Dan that went to Blackpool and not you and the fam? Because I like had Dan a day is off. the fam. Right. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a day off in generalities and Dan just said, oh, I won't go to the beach. And we were looking at beaches and it was either Blackpool or Formby. And we didn't expect anybody to be there, to be honest with you. Um, we expected it to be a bit of a ghost town, and it was a bit more exciting. I wonder what Blackpool will look like as a ghost town. And when we got there, the only thing that was shut was the pubs and the amusements. Um, and it was quite nice, actually. There was none of the tacky stuff open. Yeah, yeah. None of the jippos. <laughs> yeah, none of the Blackpool people, if that makes sense. Like, the chip shops were open, so the Greeks were out in force. Um, but other than that, it was just a really nice day out. There was people smoking hashish pipes on the beach. It was lovely. It was lovely. It was a lovely day out. A bunch of stoners went to Blackpool. Do you it know what? Like, yeah, about, I'm, about a million of them. I'm. Um, it's one of the things that I've, uh, you know, and once again, I've. I've... And in all honesty, and in all honesty, there was only about me, Dad, and about a hundred other white people there. Honestly, it was just weird. <laughs> me and uh, me and Dan even said that. Jesus Christ! It's like Birmingham's called fucking Blackpool. Are you giving me shit the other day for access? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, no, it was just an observation. Just, just, just a simple observation. Just, just simple observation. 
Just right. It was BMW Dave. M3s everywhere. It was beautiful. <laughs> Dave, fire up that that tune. Let's get some fire in the cave on the go. It's MSN Old Page News here on the Shingler's List podcast. Bringing you the news that keeps you informed, keeping you the news. Ooh, body form for you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Um, I was trying to, I was trying to think of something arrived for keep you informed, and I was like, was mm, body form for you. <laughs> it's if you could see his face, that's what made it funnier. Right? <clears throat> the thinking face. Go on, go on. <clears throat> Britain's very own big blonde bollock, Sir Boris of Johnson, has reportedly given his closest advisor slash paymaster, Dominic Cummings, a final warning. The PM was criticised for excusing Cummings after he caused an outrage by seemingly flouting the lockdown rules. However, in a U-turn, Boris has told Cummings he will not tolerate any more mistakes. This comes after scores of the public have chosen to return to parks and beaches, Cleon, dismissing social distancing rules. Some claiming to be doing as they believe that Cummings' actions suggest the government knows the danger is over. Hong Kong! on. <laughs> or at least that is the fear of the pro-democracy anti-China campaigners in the long-disputed region. Last year saw grand and sustained activism by the Hong Kongians against the Chinese government and their attempts at annexing the state. But following the coronavirus outbreak, which not only limited demonstrations, but also took away the world's attention, the Chinese government have come down hard on the protesters. The White House uh, believes the war to, uh, has already been lost for Hong Kong independence and many of its people are actually looking at the UK as a potential new home. Astronauts Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley have boldly gone with a little help from beloved Bond villain Elon Musk. The two launched from the US soil in a US craft for the first time in 10 long years in Elon Musk's SpaceX Dragon Crew capsule christened the Endeavour by its crew. A 19-hour flight has seen them safely arrive to the International Space Station, all but securing most SpaceX commercial spaceflight ambitions. And finally, protesters have taken to the streets worldwide in solidarity with one George Floyd, an African-American man whose death during an arrest was caught on camera. The footage has caused outrage across the world with protests evolving into rioting and looting. At present, one of the four police officers involved has been charged with manslaughter and divorce papers from his wife. Charges are expected against the other three officers. Despite arguably swift legal action against the offender, protests will continue. And that one, MSN own paint news and own voice style. Only on the Shingles Lid Podcast. podcast. I'm bringing you the news that makes you feel alright, bringing you the news that keeps you warm at night. Listen for the boom, and let's get on with the show. Yeah. Bit of a tongue, bit of a tongue twist around <clears throat> Elon Musk there, mate. Elon Musk. What was the name of it all again? <clears throat> <laughs> Elon 
Atlantean our flag saw them safely return to the International Space Station, <laughs> all but securing most SpaceX commercial space life ambitions. <laughs> I don't make it easy for myself, do I? This is not love space. Endeavour. I don't know. Basically, I'm right. I don't know if you watched it, but it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Right? Well done. Well done. Do you know what? I, I completely forgot about the the launch happening. I was I was catching up with AEW, and uh, I'm just flicking through Facebook on my phone, and somebody said they were watching the launch, so I jumped onto YouTube. And uh, there was like, you know, a minute left before it actually launched. So I did I did catch the launch. And then I watched it for about two minutes after that. And then just went, oh, okay. And just put my phone down. He didn't, he didn't, he doesn't grip me. He doesn't really interest me as much as he probably should. I aren't really bothered. I watched it all last night and all today. I watched him <laughs> drop at the space station. It was dead good, right? So they were supposed to launch the other so day. So what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? Right, so this is the first time in 10 years that US astronauts have, let, have, have gone to, into space from US soil in a US craft because the shuttle program got defunded by the Obama administration. So effectively, um, um, NASA just got cut off. So we didn't have, we didn't have the, the program to launch US astronauts into the space station or into space from US soil. So they've been traveling with the Russians and the Chinese. So, so, now, so is, the is this... Administration have refunded it and uh, and Elon Musk obviously wants to get into commercial space travel. So he so this rocket is the first one to launch from the US from US soil in ten years with a U, with a US crew and a, a brand new it was a brand new craft as well the the SpaceX Dragon capsule. So uh, they've gone up to the International Space Station. It's pretty it's, so far everything's gone dead smoothly. So it looks like SpaceX can now be an official partner of NASA, which means that commercial space travel we we we're one step closer to it. It's really cool. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So the commercial space travel, what what is the what's the thought process behind it like? Where is it just to go up into space and look back down on the earth or is it to maybe go to, you know, like the go to the International Space Station or go to a, another space station that may be built for commercial um uh, purposes? Is is there any? What's the thought well, behind as, it? Do you know? As a, as a very, as a very emotional and spaced out Elon Musk said on the news last night, he, I think the guys it was on summit last night. He, he, was, <laughs> he, he was barely holding it together. The overall goal is to populate the galaxy. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. That I... that that SpaceX's overall ambition is to is to send humans into outer space to to populate the galaxy. Is the overall yeah. in the immediate in the immediate future? I imagine just going up to space hotel somewhere. Did you oh. see? Did you see the um, the video that got tweeted out this week about uh, if the moon was as close to the Earth as the ISS is, what it would look like? I, I imagine it was a big old big old moon. Yeah, well, it's. It's it is kind of cool. It's obviously you know it's a CG video that's been put together, but it is it is pretty cool because obviously the moon um it still looks like the moon if that makes sense it's like um you know because you see it through the clouds you see it through the atmosphere it's just fucking massive and 
if you take out of the consideration, you know, take out of the equation, sorry, the gravitational pull and how it would completely fuck things up if the moon was that close to us. If it was just there and it was orbiting, if it orbited like it orbits now, but it was that close, um, it would orbit around us every 90 minutes. So every 90 minutes you would see it rise, it'd come over the top of us, then it'd go pitch black, and then the sun, you'd see the sun again, and then it'd drop down on the horizon every 90 minutes that would happen and it was it was kind of cool and creepy and like it was a bit like shit but obviously you know if that ever was to happen then the 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 world would just be torn apart because of the gravitational pull like there'd be a fucking flash floods every hour and a half and the moon would kind of crumble <laughs> well, in, a, in a 19 hour um trip it's taken the, the guys to go to the iss uh, they've seen 16 sun rises Sets. I know that's that's fucking crazy. It's mental. Man. For some reason, I thought literally it was as simple as waiting until the right time where where the ISS is going to be in the right place, just going straight up and meeting it. It's not that simple. <laughs> you have to go up, achieve orbit, and then you have, you have to you have to orbit the globe three times. Yeah, yeah. Each time getting higher and higher and higher, so they could meet. So it's like, it's kind of so it wasn't just a simple case of whoop, it was way. <laughs> I remember. Um... Yeah. Mate, mate, didn't you know the slingshot move? Didn't you ever watch Armageddon? Didn't you ever well, watch Armageddon? I didn't watch, I didn't watch Armageddon for its science, Cleon. <laughs> well, we watched it for Liv Tyler. Well, That's the only reason we watched it. Watched it. it for Liv Tyler. <laughs> if you watch, if you watch Armageddon, Billy Bob Thornton's got the two rockets and he's behind the uh, the meteor. And what they have to do in front of the big meteor, they have to go and do the slingshot movement, as you would if you were going out to space towards the moon. See? Science. Science, bitch. Um, I was, Science. I, I remember having a conversation with, um, I think it was Trev, my old drummer, um, a few years back about um, uh, air travel you know, in, in, around the world and how it takes like you know a day to get to australia because you have to go to like you know japan and then down to australia that way and it takes forever and how they were looking into sorry this is just with rockets going straight up uh, it's the thought popped into my head um they, they were looking into a way of using the earth's orbit to make um air travel quicker so instead of like flying around the world to one country and then stopping and then departing again from that country to get to australia you would go straight up and use the earth's orbit to your advantage and then come straight down and it was meant to cut they worked it out if they could do it it would it, it would cut like 20 hours off the journey from the uk to um australia i don't know if anything would, has ever come of that like or whether it was just whether it was just like you know theoretical or whether they're actually working on it or not but you know because imagine you, know, like, you, you, you could you could get to nobody, australia nobody wants to go to australia anymore Dave. that's where that's where travel that's where the future of travel is it's 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 space um yeah so uh but you could get to well, australia so, yeah, yeah, quicker than you could drive to the, london that's the future of travel What's the future of the uh, of sports in the UK, Cleon? Oh, the twenty nine. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> table knee, table nearly collapsed on me. Then completely sorry about that, gentlemen. Uh, anyway, as we crack on, the twenty nineteen twenty Premier League season will resume on June the seventeenth. Can we hear a hurrah? Hurrah! 
I was like the maze then. That was like a, the maze's hoorah. Hoorah! So, project, uh, air quotes, restart, was initially planned for June the 12th. However, when put to a vote, the clubs agreed on June the 17th, with players socially distancing since April and training since May. So, the first two games are Villa and Sheffield United and Man City v Austin. That puts all clubs on 29 matches heading into the weekend of June the 19th, 21st, when the rest all play. And there's 92 matches left, lads. 92? You've got to knock out 92 matches before August? Um, d- 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 yes. Yeah. So, these are the kickoff times. Are you ready, lads? So, Friday, there'll be a game at 8 o'clock. Saturday, there'll be one at 12 33, 5.30 and 8. On Sunday, there'll be one at 12, 2, 4 and 7. On Monday, there'll be one at 8. On Tuesday, there'll be games on 6 or at 8 at p.m. All 92 games will be live. Sky will have 64 of the games. The BBC, as in free-to-air, will have 25 games and they'll have including Everton v Liverpool in the first weekend. And BBC will have the smaller share of 20. And it's the first time the BBC will have shown live Premier League football since the formation of the Premier League in 1992. Get out. Fuck me. But I suppose, I mean, if you want your, if you want your, um, your football to be seen and televised and there's that many games going in that short space of time, you've got to share it out. You've got to share it, aren't you? Uh, did, did, sorry, did you? No, s- it's more the reason they've the reason they've put twenty five on the BBC and one of them being a Liverpool match that big is to keep the fans away from. Oh, uh, of course, yeah, to keep them away from the ground because yeah. they're all behind closed doors. So they've said all games will be live on television. It's going to be Every super weird game. to watch. Do we reckon when the new when the new league kicks off in the new season kicks off in August? Uh, that that's when attendance will resume. Um, I think so. You know, I think this is. I don't know if we were late to the party on this. I'm not sure. Um, I don't really see a second spike or anything, and so I assume so. Is it? It looks to be that way. Everything seems to be going in that direction, doesn't it? So it looks to be. Well, they're looking at July fourth. Is it? Fourth or fifth to like reopen the pubs and the hairdressers and places like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe the bigger, the bigger well, lads, v- venues. Quick enough, have you seen the state of this? Oh, mate, I'm exactly the same. Man. I'm exactly as soon the same. as the as soon as the as soon as the pubs have been open, that'll clear for football. Well, the same the gyms as well at the same time, like opening the gyms as well, which and gyms, which is like. Fuck, Matt. A lot of fucking people. Um, That's a lot of football. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a gig that I was meant to be going to in April, and that was rescheduled for the end of August, like the last weekend of August. So, you know, it's times like it's you know when you're in april and the gig gets rescheduled you're like oh that's fucking months away you've got plenty of time but now we're getting further into the year it's like it really isn't that far away and are we making that much progress it's just i suppose it's all dependent on if this fucking second wave comes if the second wave doesn't come then everything should be onky dory by the end of the year but um it's it, you know time is going quick i mean how long have we been a lockdown is it 11 weeks this week 10 weeks 11 yeah. weeks 
something like that. Eleven weeks. This is literally the the most amount of time I've had off work since before ever. I had a job. Yeah, ever. I've never had this much time off work. You know what I mean? Since same. It's crazy. Um, I mean, hopefully, you know, we don't get the second wave. Everything's going according to plan. Shit gets opened up again. And, you know, we can all go and do cool stuff over the summer. But, oh, I don't know, man. I'm a bit dubious. Like, I mean, what what will be the new normal? How how would they define second wave exactly? When it all shoots back up, the deaths. Yeah, when when the deaths go back up. But but, but to, to what degree? To well, the first wave. We were just, we were so just. Still, be- so like the, hence, the hence, hence, second wave. So we, because I think our peak was just short of a thousand, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just short of a thousand a day. So at the moment, like, like the, starting to plateau a bit, and we're on about hundred and thirty. Today's was hundred and thirteen, so we're around that figure. It's starting to plateau. So it's if it starts and back up, if it starts going back up, and you know maybe. Two three days time, it's going to be three hundred. Then it's four hundred. Then it's five, and then if as, as it's going up and up and up, that'll be your second wave. And we if we start hitting there them is, thousand is, numbers again, <clears throat> there is of course the, the the strong theory that the reason that we're doing so well right now is because of the weather, because of the heat, because of the prevalence yeah, of the UV, yeah 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 the virus yeah. like that. Yeah. So when, once once we start to lose that towards the end of the summer. It could naturally it could naturally go back up anyway. I mean, I don't see us ever getting to a point where we've got nearly a thousand deaths a day. So, if that's what they define as the define as a second wave, then no, we're not going to hit that. But there is a possibility that these numbers will start creeping up again when we start losing the summit. So, but but that's but that's just because of the nature of the virus, not because of any sort of any action that we, we are or aren't taking. So I mean I don't know. So I mean I think I think people have got to be prepared for a potential rise, but I don't think we can define it as a second wave. Hmm. Well, it depends. It depends how drastic the rise is. If it's like, if it's like a hundred, a couple of hundred higher, then and it's you know it's kind of I low, think it's it'll be all right, won't it? So but, yeah, it's if it goes up drastically again, like it did first time round. Um, if it's up yeah, four hundred tomorrow, I can't see that. I mean, so, I mean. As I say, I mean, everyone's having a bit of a moan about this herd immunity thing, but it's looking, it's what defeated the Spanish influenza. So it's one of them. Um, I mean, it's probably your, your best way out of a pandemic is obviously just everyone's natural immunity. Yeah, I, I get what you say. It's a, for me, like I, I haven't got the answers, and I just I don't know what the right course course of action is. Was the right thing to do to lock everybody in the house, or was the right thing to do to let everybody go out and? go about the business you know what i mean i know i know one thing i like i said earlier i was out in b&m the other day and i did not feel comfortable going out and doing my business it's kind of put that that fear in me and and i think the whole the, the weather thing as well you're 100 right you know that he doesn't like the heat and he doesn't like the uv um <clears throat> so the combination of easing the lockdown and then this weather being beautiful as it's been for the last few days and will continue to be into the middle of next week. Um, <clears throat> you know, that could be the... That could potentially be the saving grace because, you know, we're, as, as of... Uh, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday again. It's the 31st of May. As of tomorrow, we can all go and meet now six people in gardens and in um, parks as long as we socially distance. Um <laughs> 
in, in two weeks' time. Doreen is officially back on the menu, lads. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got a six-foot cock. Um, or, is, or is he just... TJ, he's been dropping his arse in every car window around Bathball Park, haven't you, TJ? <laughs> as long as you can all just... Oh! We've all got to stand two metres apart and just watch each other jack off. <laughs> Social Dave, distance circle Dave, jerks. Dave, Dave, he's Go flashing across the news screen, breaking news, BBC. A man has died after being attacked by a herd of cows while walking in the Yorkshire Dales. Shit, the bed. The man, 82, from Fallreach Pendle, was out walking with his wife when at 1345 in Ask and Avscar, he was attacked by the herd of cows. His wife was airlifted to hospital, badly bruised, whilst the husband died at the scene. Wow. Cows kill a lot of people a year. Cows kill a surprising amount of people on a, year, on a yearly basis. Do you reckon more people <laughs> you know what else? die by cow or corona? To... Mm-hmm. Do you reckon more people die <laughs> by cow or corona? Do you know what else kills a lot of you know what else kills a lot of people, TJ? Go on. Nazis. And that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to bring up today. So I'm sorry. What ju- I did, sorry, what sorry. I did, lads. Two seconds. Just before we carry on, can I just finish that yeah. last point? We're all allowed to yeah. go out, and the sun shines out, which is going to be a big help. Yeah. Which means because we might help us in not all catching corona. That's all I was going to say. Anyway, Nazis. Right. So, <laughs> sorry, Dave. No, no, no. Cool. <laughs> what I thought I'd do for a bit of uh, shits and giggles is put together what it would be like if we had World War Two today with today's millennials in charge. Um, of things and what the world would be like if we did actually go to war here in 2020. And I'm talking a good war, TJ. I'm not talking a, a boring war. I'm talking a good war. Remember the good well, wars. Well, what, what was a boring war? Like the Falklands? <laughs> <laughs> well, how did, how did Ricky Gervais explain that one? It's the equivalent of holding a midget at arm's length and kicking him in the dick. That was the Falklands. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, millennials, so housing... uh, Can I have a bit of a boom, Dave? Uh, Yeah. Have we got the button? A housing estate today is bombed by a German aircraft after Susan's petition for the lights lights on for the government out campaign ended in disaster. Transgenders have been warned against defecating at roadsides following refusal to use male or female toilets provided. Fines have been issued. <laughs> Growing tensions have formed following the removal of almond milk and kale from the ration book. <laughs> Hit it. The UK will now be will now form to what will be known as the Alliance. However, we await Karen's Facebook petition appeal against this name change. <laughs> and that's the end. There you go, lads. That would be a, a few. <laughs> what What's concerning is the way the world's going. I can see me actually reading that out as genuine news in twelve months. <laughs> but not even on the podcast on ITV because I'm the only one left. <laughs> Just us three sitting at the top of our TV tower, BT tower. 
Just oh, like, this sucks. Um... <laughs> Everything else has even been bought by Netflix or Disney. There's only other We'd have to keep the illusion up, TJ. We'd have to dress you up as the Queen every Christmas day and put you out on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be a mint idea for like a film, that would, or a short series. I know. Like, the, like a, little, a little independent podcast having to all the, the nation's media together after a disaster. <laughs> I should, you know, oh, man. If, God, if that God. if that ends up getting made in the next like twelve months, we need to make seriously look at who's listening to this goddamn show and stealing the ideas. <laughs> We're claiming copyright yeah. to that if it happens. Because because I have got a few qualms about a few football managers who have bought players after I bought them on football manager <laughs> twelve months previous, and then players have been absolutely amazing. Newcastle United, Rafa Benitez. I'm looking at you. Anyway, TJ, wow. carry on. I've got a few qualms with other podcasts and radio stations completely stealing our formats. Go on then, TJ. <laughs> Let me know. Go on. That, that, that's, a, that's a story for a different day, Cleon. No, TJ. No, TJ. No, TJ. No, TJ.